listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWPSports.org and iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Phenomenal Forum. I am your host, Matt Weinstein. A little interesting today, Andrew Servideo not here for the first time ever, so I am joined straight across from me, it's Mark Sanger, directly to my left, the modern-day Klimaraja, Chris Klimazuski. Guys, it's an interesting one today. First off, I love that nickname. No problem. I love You're it. welcome, I figured. <laughs> so here's the deal. For the first time ever, the Phenomenal Forum is live during a pay-per-view. The global event known as Crown Jewel is still going on. Right about now, if you're listening live, you know it's Friday at 3 p.m. If you're listening later on to the recording on the podcast, you now know this is being recorded at Friday at 3 p.m. So here's the deal. Every match has been finished on this card except the main event, the Brothers of Destruction versus Degeneration X. Thus far, everything else has been going on. I think it's been a decent show so far. Very interesting. What do you guys think? You want to just start right at the top? I think it's been very interesting so far. Look, you started off hot with the uh, the four World Cup qualifier matches to get them to see who gets to the semis. Uh, those were decent mass- ma- uh, excuse me, matches to start it off with. So, I think interesting is definitely a word you could use for this. I would say controversial as well. A lot of interesting decisions have been made already. Well, if it, there wasn't enough controversy... Just having Already. this exactly. show, exactly, the booking decisions may or may not have helped their case, so we'll get, right, we'll get started right away. Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton kick off this show in the first of the qualifying matches. They got about, it was like eight to ten minutes, Rey, Rey Mysterio, with the roll-up. Mm-hmm. But the big, the big news, after the match, Orton hits the RKO, and he beats down Rey Mysterio. Orton still looks good. Yep. Is this something we could see moving forward between these two guys? It'd be a good feud for sure. They've definitely done this before, and uh, I always had fun watching the two of them wrestle. I always thought it was a good time. Ray would do the high-flying stuff. Randy could counter into an RKO. It was always fun to watch for me. Yeah, no, and even Renee mentioned it earlier while the match was going on that Randy Orton definitely still has some revenge from 2006 WrestleMania when Randy, I mean, when Ray Mysterio beat Randy Orton and Kurt Angle for the World Heavyweight Championship. So I think to build off that would be very good, especially with Ray Mysterio finally coming back into the spotlight, and, and he's been looking phenomenal. And exactly, you guys have both alluded to it. This is something we've seen before. These are two guys who know each other so well, and, you know, the next month leading up to Survivor Series, obviously we're going to have all these champions versus champion matches, which we will get into, but... Some guys who don't have the straps, someone like a Rey Mysterio and a Randy Orton, you got to find something for them to do. This might be the ongoing feud for the next couple of weeks. We'll see what happens. But Rey Mysterio gets the win, and Randy again, Randy Orton beats him down, so he goes into the locker room. And the next match right up, they kept it at SmackDown, The Miz versus Jeff Hardy. I mean, it was... It was a very good match. I mean, I I thought Miz was going to win. I thought that was blatantly obvious that he was going to win. But, again, it was another, like, 8- to 10-minute match. Get it done quickly. And they both showed out. I mean, uh, Jeff Hardy went for the twist of fate, and uh, the Miz countered with a skull-crushing finale. It was overall a good match, again. It was decent. And I, but I, these we see these first two matches, both on the SmackDown side of things, four incredible talents in Mysterio, Orton, Hardy, and the Miz – what cannot be tossed aside is that there was absolutely no crowd reaction to any of these four guys. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, you know, we glossed over it. 
the way they started the show did get a decent reaction. Hulk Hogan making his return, cutting his promo, and all the fireworks. That, for most of the fans, was probably the highlight of the night. Yeah, I'm really curious because T-Generation X is entering right now. We, uh, we don't have it live because we're, we don't have the sound on, I mean, because we're doing this. But I wonder if uh, they're just really bigger on the older guys, that like they're more recognizable names, bigger names. So. Well, and that's what you're really seeing on this card, too. You're seeing a lot of the older guys, even with the World Cup qualifier. It was really... I, if I if I didn't know, I I thought would have thought this was 2008, like a 2008 pay per view with seeing Bobby Lashley, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, all these older guys, even having uh, DX back with the Brothers of the Destruction too. So I mean, maybe that's why they booked all these older guys to to because they're more uh, household names. But I mean, I think this I think it's overall uh, so far a, de- a decent pay per view. So the World Cup, those first two first round matches on the SmackDown side. Quick, they got the job done. Nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. And you could pretty much say the exact same thing heading over to the Raw side. As it was Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley filling the spot for John Cena, who would not travel to Saudi Arabia. What did you guys think of just the way they wrote Cena off and just put Bobby in the match? That was really interesting to me. Uh, they kind of did the same thing on SmackDown with Daniel Bryan, how they, they put it into a storyline. I think it worked. I think it was like pretty solid. Uh, Baron Corbin backstage was like, you know what? Because what you did to Finn Balor, you're in now. John Cena didn't qualify. He's out. And I was like, all right, that, that works. I thought it didn't work just because of the fact that he's on a two-match two, uh, losing streak to Finn Balor. And they're like, you know what? You're in the you're in the qualifier to be the best in the world. When clearly, I don't think he's not. I mean, look, I like Bobby Lashley. But, I mean, look, you lose to Finn Balor two weeks in a row. I mean, and that gets you awarded to possibly be the World World Cup qualifier. And it's interesting. You guys mentioned, Mark, you said, you know, you, they did a solid job on both sides of the, sides of things. I don't really agree. I think the way Baron Corbin just said, like, oh, you're in, it didn't make any sense. They but John Cena didn't qualify, nowhere. so it didn't make sense that he was in right. at the start. But that's, that was just an announcement they made. But on the SmackDown side of things, they put it together – they say, oh, you know what? We're going to have this match they right had now. The match, exactly. All right, it's believable. SmackDown, it's the land of opportunity. Ask Shane O'Mac. But, <laughs> and then you, it's, it, you had the great match on SmackDown yes. with AJ and Daniel Bryan, the clean finish. Daniel Bryan taps out to the calf killer. And then Samoa Joe writes Daniel Bryan off t- TV. He beats him down. Now you have something that makes sense. We have a reason to not see Daniel Bryan yeah. other than he didn't want to go. Yeah. I, I, you go. No, Mark, you go. You go. I say, so. well, I agree with you. Like, how could you have written off Cena besides the way they did it? Well, that's the problem. He, there is no he way. Didn't have a match. He didn't qualify. So. No, yeah, I thought the way they did it was good. I just thought that throwing Bobby Lashley in there was not was not good. Right. I think it would have made much more sense to have someone like a Dean Ambrose in there, have someone like a Drew McIntyre in there. Who, who has something, not necessarily something to prove, but has something going for them. Mm-hmm. Like, Ambrose, whether they are going to talk about it or not, is one half of the tag team champions with Seth Rollins. Yeah. And Drew McIntyre, you know, he's been in the main event of Raw the past couple weeks. He has stories with Rollins and Ambrose. Z- Ziggler is in the, was in the tournament as well. And even he's been close to the Universal Championship with Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. So Drew McIntyre, another guy who I think it would have just made more sense to have them in there than in the spot than Lashley. But then again, you look at it, Rollins gets the win over Bobby Lashley. Lashley was just there to fill a spot. Yeah. So that's more than likely the way they went with it. It's been a tough situation for the WWE, just, you know, less than a week away 
to have to say, by the way, we're taking our two biggest stars off the card, but we can't tell you why because they do not, they don't want to go, and we have nothing for you. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's obvious why they don't want to go. I mean, but we can't tell the people in Saudi Arabia that, like, you know. So to be clear, right now, I just took looked at the monitor next to me. The Undertaker started his entrance two minutes ago. <laughs> the lights, the lights went out two minutes ago. The Undertaker has just now come out of the smoke. Okay. That's two minutes. It's a pretty long ramp at Crown Jewel, so I'd say it'll take about another 10, 15 minutes until this match gets underway. What do you, th- what do you, what do you think he's thinking about walking down there? Because <laughs> like, you see this constantly, even at WrestleMania, too, because I feel like the WrestleMania ramps get longer and longer every year. So what's he thinking about in this like this 10-minute walk down he's there? He's trying to exert as little energy as possible. <laughs> he knows he's about to try to put on a 10-minute match, and we're going to see what happens. And you know, the 53, 54-year-old Undertaker, whatever he is, at some point, this he's not going to be able to do this anymore. Yeah. And Mark, you say you exactly you make a good point. You know, obviously joking, but yeah, he probably is trying to conserve his energy. Pace himself because he's got to go. Because he got he's got to go rest this match. Luckily for him today, a tag match, he can hang out on the apron a little bit. But that's four guys who are going to have to do that. Yeah. I mean, you can make the exception with Triple H. You know, he's in, still in incredible shape. He He'll be able to go. get the job done. But the other three, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what Shawn Michaels brings to the table. That's the only interest I have in this match. Triple H has an NXT jacket on. Pretty cool. Oh, he does? I missed it. NXT yeah. Let's go. I love That's, it. I like that a love lot. Love it. I, I do like that Triple H in this stage of his career, yeah, he's the COO. He's, you know, Papa Bear of NXT. He's the King of Kings. He's Stephanie's husband. All of these things. But he doesn't differentiate he like he doesn't keep them away from each other he he knows he's all of these different things he owns it yep. he he owns every single one like he's not coming out here saying oh well the triple h you see at wrestlemania and the triple h you see at nxt takeover those are two two different guys they're exactly the same person yeah. a lot of professional wrestling when people do things like that they try to differentiate these different personas like you said mark he owns it yeah well, it's like like you're speaking of that it's like with kane too a couple of years ago when he was Corporate Kane, and he come out with the pants suits and everything like that. And now, and now we got the Mayor Kane here with the the hair and everything like that. I mean, like, come on, pick a Kane, pick one. <laughs> now, that's, that's a decent point. So, as this match looks to get underway shortly, we'll move on. We'll talk about the rest of this card beforehand. So, we mentioned Rollins beats Lashley, and the final matchup in the first round of the World Cup it was Kurt Angle versus Dolph Ziggler. I had Kurt Angle going all the way to the final. And I know last week it was Andrew who was very outspoken and said there's no way Angle is going to wrestle three matches. But I felt like this whole World Cup, the biggest storyline, the storyline that was the first one addressed, he was the first person who qualified. It was Kurt Angle. And I I thought that this could have been like a good, you know, almost a welcome back yeah. for Kurt Angle. I thought they'd give him one win. I didn't think he was going to go all the way to the finals. I thought he would win his first match and then probably put on a good show in the second one and eventually fall. But uh, I was really surprised he lost in the first round. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I had Ziggler go into the next round beating Kurt Angle with ease like he did. I mean, Kurt Angle, he had a couple of uh, throws in there. He had his angle slam. He locked in the ankle lock at one point. But I, 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 just, I just thought the whole time Ziggler was going to win, without a doubt. But it was a... It was a very interesting matchup, probably the most interesting matchup of the entire tournament. You have these two guys. Obviously, Ziggler's been around for years, and we know how long Kurt Angle's been around, but two amateur wrestlers mm-hmm. with incredible backgrounds. Kurt Angle, obviously, he won a gold medal with a broken with freaking a broken neck. Freaking I, neck. 
I was gonna say the same thing. Look at <laughs> but, us, all three of us think of the same but, thing. But Dolph Ziggler, you know, the winningest amateur wrestler at Kent State University, he's he's got something to show for it. So the two of these guys put on an interesting match. It's not the average match you're gonna see in a WWE ring. There was a lot of technical holds, a lot of grappling. It was it was good stuff. I was I enjoyed the match regardless of the outcome. I'm really intrigued by all this too because I feel like this is all underlying stories going into Survivor Series where all this is going to eventually culminate and it's going to be really interesting. I don't like Shawn Michaels bald. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It it's so weird. Maybe like a bandana or a hat or something. Like bald, it's just I don't think it's a good look for him. He's very bald. I thought he would wear the headband. He is freshly bald. Yeah. He's my st- eyes! He's <laughs> He is straight out of the barber's chair. Yeah, it this is, it's so weird. If if he can't go, if he looks a step slow, which it isn't an issue if he does, but why are we doing this other than the ridiculous mu- paycheck that's in his pocket after this show? Well, yeah, it's with who he's with too. It's Kane and Undertaker. Like I don't know. This was against like AJ or like someone who's or Seth, like someone who can like kind of carry him a little bit. How what what could Sean do right now with Undertaker or with Kane? Well, that is what I've heard is the plan. You know, rumors fuel professional wrestling. They fuel the phenomenal forum. We all know that. I heard about the plan at the moment is a potential Shawn Michaels, AJ Styles match at WrestleMania, which is why I kind of turned my, I, I kind of changed my mind and said, oh, you know what? Yeah, oh, I don't really like it. He's coming out of retirement. He should have done, oh, he's going to wrestle AJ? Yeah, I could probably get on board. You saw AJ. I saw Undertaker. I saw, I saw he, Undertaker. He's going to wrestle Undertaker at WrestleMania. I saw that too. But again, we saw that already. We saw that. So, you know, AJ. Seen but, it twice. Yeah. Seen it twice. And But the, I w- I'm not opposed to either or. I would still love it. I would love it either way. But I yeah that what I heard was Sean Undertaker. Well, I've seen Sean Undertaker at Survivor Series later on this month, and mm. then that that could end the story for good. Frees up Shawn Michaels to do whatever WrestleMania. Same thing with the Undertaker if he's going to be there. You know, I I doubt that the Undertaker is going to miss a WrestleMania at this point. It's there's no way he is WrestleMania exactly. basically. Yeah. So we'll move on. I guess, but and before we get onto the rest of the matches, we'll we'll skip over. We'll stick with. The World Cup. So the first semifinal match, Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. They did a good job telling the story. Mysterio wasn't 100%, and Miz was able to come away with the victory. Yeah, yeah, you saw it at each match. I mean, Randy Orton beat the crap out of Rey Mysterio at the end of the match after Rey bowled him up with the win. And basically, The Miz looked fresh as anything after his match. So, I mean, it was kind of obvious where, where that storyline was going to go and who was going to win that match. Yeah, I think it was really good how they protected Ray. They had Randy beat him up afterwards, so it's a good win for the Miz, and it uh, doesn't hurt Ray too much either. And not only, like you guys say, it doesn't hurt Ray. Plus, that first loss since he's come back, you get it out of the way. Yeah, he had, I guess, what two matches plus the one match he had yeah. in the first round. So he was three and zero since coming back. You get that first loss out of the way, and we're totally fine. Yeah, and now you can come back on on SmackDown. And then he strings a couple wins together. It's not, oh, he's looked so good. He hasn't lost since coming back. Now it's just, hey, he looks real good. You know what I'm interested to see? If, uh, like, SmackDown this week, Raw this week, like, how much they use for uh, Crown Jewel in terms of, like, storylines? Because I, I was reading, like, maybe they just want to, like, get it out. Like, like stop talking about it. Like, move on. You know what I mean? That's what I was thinking, which is why you could see that, like, that is why, again, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, Brock Lesnar beat Braun Strowman for the Universal title. Because, and we'll get into it right now. So, Brock beats Braun after five F5s. I think, at first, you, uh. you watch it happen, again, I felt the same way, but 
two, three seconds after, I said, you know what? I It's okay. Because Roman's the obvious choice for Universal Champion. Braun was number two. So for Roman to get sick and have to leave, that's not really the moment that they might want for Braun Strowman for when he becomes the champion for the first time. Now you have Brock Lesnar as champion. Strowman could still be in the picture whenever Brock is on TV and Braun can pick up the win down the line and it'll mean much more. See, I like I was all for Strowman winning the match. I thought he was going to win the match, but I was not opposed for Lesnar winning it. And I'll tell you why. A couple months back, him and Heyman cut, uh, cut a promo for, I forgot what uh, pay-per-view it was for, but he was talking, Heyman was talking, and he was like, wouldn't it just be awesome if Brock makes his return to the UFC with a WWE Universal title around his belt walking into that cage? And I was like, yo, that I'd love that. And I think that's exactly why they're going to do that. Because, look, Vince is all about the money now. He's, clear, he's That's what he's clear about. He doesn't really care about uh, the uh, wrestlers. I mean, he does, but, like, he's more about the money now. And Dana White's not an idiot. So if they want two huge publicities for both their companies, that's what they'll do. They'll have Brock walk into the octagon with the universal title around his belt. And I think it's very possible, especially after we determine we see who the champ, uh, the heavyweight champion is in the UFC after Saturday. I agree with both of you, but I think this is terrible for wrestling. Like like Matt said, the whole he doesn't want to taint it for Braun type of deal. Like Chris said, it's the UFC factor, but the champion has to be there every week on Raw. It's I, it's, I know it's like, oh, but that makes it mean so much more. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. And that's like the theory behind it. That's Vince's like mad idea, but it doesn't. The, the champion's not there, and he comes back for one match, and he beats a guy who's like the top guy on Raw. It, it, it kills it for me. No, I understand what you're saying, too. I like, I want, and that's the one I, I, at least I like about Ronda. She doesn't, I know she may not wrestle all the time, but at least she's there every week. Hey, you know, we'll get. But I, I want to get into the the Ronda Rousey situation now. Two parallels with Ronda and Brock, both champion. But first, we're going to step aside for a quick break. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWP Sports. Welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein, Mark Sanger, Chris Klimazewski here with you. So now before the break, you brought up Ronda Rousey, Klim, and so now Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, both champions of Monday Night Raw. I think it's absolutely crazy the differences in the champions on Raw and SmackDown. You have Brock, who's not going to be there often, and Ronda, who, although is there, admittedly isn't wrestling every week. And you take a look at SmackDown, and you have AJ Styles and Becky Lynch, who are putting on some of the best work in the WWE today. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's interesting with Brock and Ronda because, like we said, Brock's there once every two, three months, and Ronda is to her credit, she is there every week. But um, it just it feels weird to me because Ronda's not going to lose like anytime soon. Like, well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, well, I mean, I bet we'll get into Evolution a bit later, but. With Ronda being the champ, I I love it and I hate it at the same time because everyone who knows me, I'm a huge Ronda Rousey fan, so I was automatically in love with it when she had the title. But as a WWE fan, I hated it because I knew what they were going to do. They're not going to make Ronda lose. And you saw that in the three matches that she had with Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, and uh, now Nikki Bella. She's uh, she's technical. If we want to be technical, she's four and zero with the with her WrestleMania win as well too. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make Ronda lose, and the only people who can probably beat Ronda 
are Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, Sasha, Ember Moon, and Asuka. Those are the only however, five or six that could believably beat her. Believably, yes. That's what I'll say. But that, and to get off that, I we when we talk about evolution, I have a lot to say about we'll, that we'll, Ronda we'll Nikki there, match. Don't worry. So now we'll move it on. We talk about we talked about Brock and Braun. Mark, I know you hate it. It happened. Yeah, that's what they'll do to you. Yeah, we don't love it. We don't always love it. I can get on board with it. So we'll t- we got to talk about this finals of the World Cup. Shane McMahon comes away as the uh, best in the world. That's another, like, it's it's fine. Like, I didn't hate how they did it because the Miz was hurt, whatever. Like, Dolph and Drew were kind of messing around with him before the match. But just the fact that he has that, like, title now. You know what I mean? I know it's t- titles mean nothing. It's 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 scripted. It's, it's a whatever. title they made up. They made it up. But now Shane McMahon is the best in the world. Baloney. So, so it starts off the Miz and Dolph Ziggler in the finals, which is the last pairing I would have picked in this finals. But it was very intriguing. Two heels, two guys with a lot of history together. I was excited for a pretty solid match. The Miz goes down with the injury, and Shane McMahon just, oh, no, no, I'll I'll take it. Don't worry. And he rips his shirt off. He gets in the ring. And don't get me wrong. Every time he does Coast to Coast, we watched it together. I said to you, wow, that's always impressive. It's always good, yeah. But it take not that this tournament might have meant that much to begin with, but whatever it did mean is at the window. This is a tournament with Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle, Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler, all these household names, and Shane McMahon won. Some of which who have a legitimate claim to call themselves the best in the world. Yeah, like widely regarded Seth Rollins might be the best in it's the world. It's very, very possible. It's, I mean, at least in this point in the WWE, it's 1A and 1B with him and AJ. Definitely, yep. So, anyway, Shane McMahon comes away with this World Cup championship. Baloney. The, the best in the world. Clem, it sounds like you don't know many other words. It's all we get, we've gotten from you for the past couple of minutes, but anyway. Something to mention, Baron Corbin was livid. He got ejected, so I'm sure they're going to write this into a story for Survivor Series. I'm kind of intrigued, so we'll see what they do there. Now, I bet this just leads into Team Corbin versus Team Shane at Survivor Series, right? Shane, again, who we saw last year at Survivor Series lead, the, uh, lead SmackDown versus uh, Kurt Angle's uh, uh, Raw. I mean, this is, the, this is literally the same thing they did last year. Well, I don't mind it, though, because Survivor Series is, quote-unquote, the only time Raw and SmackDown... Head-to-head head competition, head. yeah. Exactly, except for this World Cup final that we saw today. But that's almost what we've come to expect. Team Shane versus Team Raw authority figure, whoever it may be. Last year, it was Kurt Angle. The year before, it was Kurt Angle and Triple H. The year before... I don't even think there wasn't no there wasn't an authority figure on the team. They were just led by by whoever. They were led by Roman and Strowman and Jericho who still had the list. But anyway, oh, yeah. that's gotta be what we're getting, right? Team Corbin versus Team Shane. I think that's what it's looking like now, yeah. I mean, if not, I think they might say something they might throw Miz back into the storyline. I mean, I know he was quote unquote injured. That's why he couldn't uh, fight. But he might just go after Shane and be like, look, you're not the best in the world. It's me. Like, and do all – because I'm awesome and do Miz stuff. So, I mean. Well, that's what I was hoping for. That's what I was hoping – that's why I was hoping Miz would come away with this victory. So he goes into SmackDown, has all those bragging rights, and then, quite frankly, has a claim to a number one contender spot for the WWE Championship. Another total swerve on SmackDown this week. Shane sat down with uh, Randy, Ray. Jeff and 
one of Miz. And Miz. And he told them, like, whoever loses in the finals is off SmackDown. Which didn't make any sense. It, it didn't make any sense. Because the other three who lose early are safe. That doesn't, right. that doesn't <laughs> So here's the four of you. The, the best one of you might get fired. But only <laughs> yeah. the best of the four. But like they added that stipulation in, so I was like, oh, that's kind of intriguing. Let's see what they do with this. And they did nothing with and it. And then we go into the finals, and we're like, all right, Miz is a lock. This is yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what I thought. It was for me. And then to get Shane McMahon in there, it's almost – it's just a punch to the gut. Yep. I, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Hopefully, they something comes out of it. If nothing comes out of it and it's just a throwaway, oh, yeah, remember that thing? We, no, we don't. Then, yeah, then I'd be angry. But if yeah. this, if this co- goes somewhere – at the very least, if it leads to Shane versus Corbin, I guess I'll be okay with it. So, moving on, the SmackDown tag titles were on the line. Sheamus and Cesaro defeated the New Day. They retained the titles. It was a pretty solid match from these guys. It was Kofi and Big E representing the New Day, but we've seen much, much better from this group of guys in the past. Yeah, no, we have, exactly. I mean... Again, this is the match I said the bar was going to win, especially now that they have the big show. And going back to when they originally wanted New Day wasn't even supposed to have the titles originally. It was supposed to be the Bludgeon Brothers who had the titles. So making the bar retain them actually feels good. So now you can actually have maybe like the Usos come in and do something finally because, again, they're doing nothing. And they had two huge wins against uh, against AJ and Daniel Bryan. AJ and Daniel Bryan, so they can go off of that as well too. You know, you mentioned the the Bludgeon Brothers, how they were supposed to have the titles. I was so bummed that we never got a real program between them and Sheamus and Cesaro. Mm -hmm. Four guys, four hard-hitting, stiff guys, we would have gotten, I think we would have gotten a lot of fun matchups between those four. I think we would have got a lot of fun matchups if we Team Hell No was still there, too. I'm kind of mad that uh, Kane got injured or probably had to go do mayor stuff. (laughs) Clem, I hate to tell you. Quotation marks with your fingers on radio doesn't really go over that way. <laughs> I know you got the inflection in your voice. Mark and I see it, but you got to stop doing these quotation marks. Team uh, Hell No is a cute little return thing, but uh, Daniel Bryan has to be solo right now. He has to be doing one-on-one matches. But see, now what, what are they going to do with Daniel Bryan now that he lost to AJ? Well, Daniel Bryan lost to AJ, but Samoa Joe also lost to AJ. Triple so now, threat. So now AJ, well, now. The Miz? The, uh. But AJ Styles isn't going to defend the title at Survivor Series. He's going to wrestle Brock, Brock Lesnar for the second year in a row in a champion versus champion match. Love it. So so do I. Yeah, that's good. So that means we have a month before we even need to crown a number one contender. If they do a battle royal on SmackDown, if they do some sort of tournament, beat the clock, whatever it is. But you have guys who have a legitimate claim. Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe, yeah, they both lost, but they want to get back into the picture. The Miz was in the finals of this tournament. Got hurt, never lost. There's his claim. Rey Mysterio, same thing. Orton hurt him. Mysterio has a claim. You have all these guys, you plenty of talent on SmackDown. Make it happen. And you got plenty of time to figure out who's going to be the next one up. Definitely. It's the same thing with Shinsuke, too. He's a U.S. champion, doesn't really have – he. sometimes he wrestles R-Truth, sometimes he wrestles Ty Dillinger, but, like, there's no, like, real guy. Like, let's, let's put two and of And then the, the last guy he actually did wrestle who was real was Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio beat him in, yeah. in a good fashion. You're and right. then Rusev took him on in the – Crown Jewel kickoff match today. Nakamura made short work of Rusev. So, again, Nakamura, another guy who doesn't have much. You could even throw Nakamura in that WWE title picture. He's with these names, yeah. Exactly. He's, you have so much talent on SmackDown Live. Just make something happen with it. And, Mark, you mentioned Ty Dillinger. Last week he was supposed to wrestle Nakamura, but apparently he, had, he, uh, 
he got injured. So he's was he's, that a real injury? It's a real injury. Okay. So he's going to need surgery. That's why he oh. ended up wrestling our truth. So okay. Ty Dillinger out for the foreseeable future. But the last match we didn't talk about on Crown Jewel. Actually, we talked about all the matches. The only one we didn't talk about is still going on. Still going on. The Undertaker and Kane taking on Shawn Michaels and Triple H. You know, the three of us, we've been looking over over our shoulders, looking a little bit. What have you guys seen thus far? My biggest takeaway so far, obviously I'm not watching every single move, but it's going very, very slow. Like, all these moves, all these spots, are they're taking their time. They're really dragging it out. I'm actually shocked this has gone more than, I think, 20 minutes now at this point. Or at least it's reaching that 20-minute mark. I thought this would be a nice, like... 10 15 minutes match because they're all these are all older guys they don't they're not youthful anymore but to the the fact that they're going on for this long i think is very very good and it looked we have one possibly two announce tables broken up and again i told you guys beforehand the only thing i'm looking for is how does Shawn michaels look is this worth it and right now not that he looks bad but it's just not enough to make this okay to make it worth it almost yeah yeah no it was i think you know i think you're absolutely right matt and that was like i said on the first show we did this year earlier on two weeks ago that if this were to get moved to anywhere else from saudi arabia Shawn michaels wasn't going to be there he was only doing it because of the saudi arabia paycheck so i mean who knows if we see Shawn michaels again after this if we see him at wrestlemania even if we see him at Survivor Series, who knows? But it, it'll be interesting to see after that if, yeah, they gave him all this money to wrestle that one Saudi Arabia show, but we want you to stick around for Survivor Series, or we want we want you to stick around till WrestleMania season, whatever it is. Who knows? What if Shawn Michaels wins the Royal Rumble? Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen crazier things. That's for sure. I know. Today we saw crazier <laughs> Today, things. Today, <laughs> Shane McMahon's the best in the world, so who knows? But I can't believe that. We'll move it on. Before we got a couple minutes before we got to take a next break, Clem, I know you want to get into it. This past Sunday, WWE Evolution live from the Nassau Coliseum, Section 209. You were there. 209. I was there. Bought last minute tickets with my buddy, and it was a great time. We had a great time. The production was like crap in in the arena. And what I read was um, that the main like Raw and SmackDown people who usually do these uh, shows. We're already in Charlotte the next night, so this was like the like the B team crew, so that's no wonder why it stunk. But overall, great pay per view in general. I thought it was very good. I think from top to bottom, on paper, they put out a good card. It was just a matter of how they would deliver. You gotta assume they're gonna give all these matches time. And yeah, there were a couple of bad botches throughout this whole show, but for the most part, I thought it was one of the better shows of the year. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. No, 100% was. I mean, we were all texting each other during the match while I was watching it live. But, I mean, like you saw opening match, uh, Trish and Lita versus Alicia and Mickey James. And that was good. But you saw, again, how slow, like Mark keeps saying about these older people, you saw how slow Lita and, and Trish were. And obviously Trish and Lita were both going to win that match. But it was very good to see Lita hit the Lita salt, uh, uh, Trish hit the chick kick and the satisfaction. So that was it was really awesome. And like Drew said earlier two weeks ago, the nostalgia feeling was very awesome. I think the whole card really met or exceeded all expectations. I wasn't really upset or disappointed with any of the matches, really. No, yeah, neither was I. And on my two takeaways from this opening match with Lita Interest, first off, an absolute shame that Alexa Bliss couldn't be involved. Because oh, that's where the whole story started between her and Trish Stratus. And now the other takeaway is that it seems like Trish and Lita are 
signed on. They're going to stick around till WrestleMania season. Yeah, it looked like that because they came back for the the Raw after them on Monday the next day, and I was just like, huh? <laughs> like I was stunned. I was just like, I thought that was it was going to be Evolution, and that that probably be it for like another like three years or so. But the fact that they came back for that Raw makes it seem like they might be here for maybe the Royal Rumble again or even WrestleMania as well. Yeah, that'd be cool for sure. I uh, I always pop big when Trish's music hits. So oh my god, as, when, long, as long as she's still here, I'm happy. When Trish she, Trish got one, Trish and Lita both got probably the biggest pops of the night. Yeah, I mean easily just because it was two two people we haven't seen in a while. We haven't seen since the Royal Rumble, and they come out for for the historic Evolution pay per view. And it was just very, very awesome. Now, Mark, it's funny you mentioned you always pop for Trish's music. I don't remember the exact day. I think it was a couple days after Evolution. It might have been a day before or whatever. I got a text from my brother. He was at the gym, and he just screenshotted his Spotify. He said, this just came on at the gym. No complaints. It was Trish Stratus's music. <laughs> he said, real men work out to Stratisfaction. I couldn't agree more. I love it. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> so the next matchup on this card, it was the Women's Battle Royal which I really liked. I just hated the finish, but the match was good. I, when Asuka got thrown over the ring, I thought, out the ring, I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, they're really just wasting Asuka's talent. That's you have, you build her up to this big thing. And I don't, I don't, I don't mind Nia won. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind that Nia won. I thought it was going to either be Nia, Ember, or Asuka. And I was, I was almost right on uh, Ember winning. When Oscar got thrown out the ring, and then when Zelina Vega sitting on the side the whole time, me, me and my buddy, we made friends with the guy next to us, and we were just like, "Yo, Zelina Vega's right there!" Like we had no idea who the guy was. We were like, "Oh, we see Zelina Vega hiding in the corner." She's, she we, pops. We didn't know that at home that she was still there. Yeah, we saw it there, and we we're just like, we see her pop back in the ring. I'm like, "No way, is Zelina <laughs> Vega about to throw over Nia and Ember Moon?" I almost, oh, almost threw up everywhere. But you know what, I lovely. But you know what, I <laughs> really enjoyed of this match I've been waiting for it for at the very least a year the matchup between Nia Jax and Tamina mm-hmm. but it meant something like we saw it we didn't get to see it in the Royal Rumble because Tamina was working hurt so she was in and out quick before Nia Jax even came out but they, and we saw it the next night on Raw this looks like this story between the two is going to go somewhere I like it a lot I mean and you can see they have they, it, you know what it is I think they can either build a feud off of it or, if they ever decide to put the women's tag titles in the picture, I don't know when that could be, but Tamina and Nia. No one's ta- beating that team. Exactly. No one's going to beat that. You want to talk about Unstoppable Force? It's that. Whoa. Shawn Michaels just did a moonsault. That's <laughs> <laughs> the play, great play-by-play there from Chris Klimazewski. It looks like my computer's actually a little slow. He did it to the outside. It landed on his head almost. That doesn't look great. But back to... Nia Jax and Tamina in the SmackDown, uh, not the SmackDown, and the women's tag titles potentially. Apparently, the WWE's been handing out signs to people in the crowd that say, We want women's tag titles. Really? There were a couple people in the front row against the hard cam at Evolution with those signs. I didn't know that. No, I thought Stephanie was going to come out and announce it at the pay per view that we're going to do it right now. But If she did that, I would have been like, Oh my let's go. And then Sasha and Bailey would have had that. I would be like, it would have it would have made sense for that's where it should have happened, but it could be oh, a WrestleMania season thing. You have the first champions crowned at Mania through a tournament. Who that would knows? work. That'd be good. 
But anyway, we'll get into the rest of Evolution. We'll keep you up to date with Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Kane, and The Undertaker. But first, we're going to take one other break. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum here on MyWCWP.org. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWP Sports. Welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein, Chris Klimazewski, Mark Sanger. Here with you this week, we'll move it on. We're still talking about Evolution as the main event of Crown Jewel. Approaching about 25, 30 minutes now. This match is getting a lot of time. All four men on the floor, but we'll move it on to Evolution. We'll keep it going. The finals of the May Young Classic. Tony Storm beats Yoshirai. I, th- I thought it was a very good match. Like I didn't watch any of the May Young Classic leading up to this. But I knew who Tony Storm was a little bit. I followed her on I follow her on Instagram, so she looked like she she's a she's a great wrestler and she did that. Her and Io Shiari put on a great match and there was no there was nothing really wrong with that match. It was not there didn't really get any pop in the arena because it was just like, "Oh, who's Tony Storm and Io Shiari?" But I think they are going to be two very good household names on NXT from now on. Yeah, I really enjoyed the match too. I thought uh, it was Lo Shirai who jumped up on the top rope and did the moonsault onto moonsault her on to the, the outside. outside. Incredible! I went nuts. Oh, I was wow. like, that was, I was like, oh my god! <gasps> that was a great spot. And Tony Storm, a great choice to win this May Young Classic. And the word is that she's going to be the number one contender for the NXT UK Championship. She's going to take on Rhea Ripley. I don't know when that's going to happen, but that'll be a great match between the four for the two of them. Even. Uh... As we announced, I mean, look, DX just beat the Brothers of Destruction. Uh, Triple H pinned Undertaker, but to go off back off that, even the they had the UK Championship on the pre-show. It was uh, Dakota Kai versus Rhea Ripley, and that was even a great match too. I thought I thought that was a good match. I like I'm a big Dakota Kai fan. I like her a lot. She's I feel like she's like Bailey 2.0 to me. But almost Ra- just Australian Bailey. That's what it. That's basically what it is to me. Oh, Sean's bleeding. Damn it! I lost that prop bet too. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Lost that prop bet. But yes, to go off of um I like Ray Ripley, I think she's uh woof. She's something else in that ring too. So to see her versus Tony Storm, that'd be a great match. So now we'll we'll get to the rest of Evolution. We still have plenty to talk about, but now it's official. DX defeats the Brothers of Destruction. Triple H hit Undertaker with the pedigree. It was Kane. Oh, he hit Kane with the pedigree. Yes. It was Kane. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I was getting nervous. So he hits Kane with the pedigree. Botched pedigree, by the way. They get the one, two, three. <laughs> so obviously, I'm gonna go watch this back, and pay more attention. But what do you guys think of this? Uh, that last spot at the end, the finish was kind of weird. Uh, Sean looked like he tried to grab Kane's mask to try to distract him, but he kind of missed. But Kane still acted like he grabbed him, and then he fell off. Switching music, pedigree. Sean just mouthed the Triple H. We're too old for this. <laughs> like, like you said, we gotta go back and watch it. But uh, it was it's kind of what I expected in terms of. What I saw. The the average age in this match is fifty two and a half. What do you expect, Clem? Of course they're too <laughs> oh, old. I know I know this. <laughs> Triple H is the youngest guy in the ring at forty nine. Yeah, God, he's in great shape. He really is though, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm all, I think I'm all cool with this. I think I'm all right with it. Let's end, let's let's end it. Let's stop doing this. Say what you, here's that's <laughs> that it's the WWE. The they're gonna bleed S- it till they dry. Say what you want about Oh, nostalgia's great. Nostalgia's no good. It's going to continue. Whether it's these four guys doing a little bit more, whether it's Hogan is back, Lita and Trish are sticking around, whoever it is, that's professional wrestling. You know, you know what I mean? If you don't like that, 
go watch something else. This is what you're going to get yep. at some point. I got two words for you. Suck it. That's lovely. Thank you, Chris Klim. So anyway, <laughs> we'll move it on back to Evolution. The next matchup on the card, the six-woman tag match, six-woman tag match, the Riot Squad taking on Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia. I will say, we've seen this match so many times, like we talked about with Andrew before uh, the actual pay-per-view on last week's show. But I didn't hate it. It was it was probably like 15 minutes, and uh, there were some good spots. Sasha took a beating on the outside. What was up with the barricade on the outside? It was, you know what it was? It wasn't a real barricade. It was just like one of those metal barricades yeah. that they usually have, and they just threw the WWE tarp over it. They threw Sasha into that like twice. I saw it, that. I was just like, ooh. And even like I said, the guy stiff. we made friends next to us, we were just like, yo, that we were like, yo, that's the real thing. And he was just like, oh my god, my bay. That guy was all over <laughs> Sasha Banks. I was just like, okay. And now the thing about that match. We were talking about it as it was going on in our group chat that the, the spot with Ruby Riot on the top rope and Sasha Banks was down and Bailey jumped on top of Sasha to yeah. protect her. I love the spot, but the execution was so weird. So, so weird. Slow. You should have everyone in the crowd basically went like, was like, huh? Like, it was silent I'm when like, they did that because it was just like, what's going on? Is she like hugging her? Barely turning heel. Like, really, no one knew what was going on when that happened. I think, like you said, it was a good idea. It was just so slow how they did it. Like, Bailey could have jumped up and pushed uh, Ruby right off the top rope. They, they should have sped it up, dove on her, like, right when she was about to At jump. At the very last second. That would have been the way to go. It was, like, five seconds when she was just sitting over her with nothing happening. It was the longest five seconds of my life. <laughs> yes. It was absolutely ridiculous. How do you let something like that happen? It didn't make any sense. Yeah. But nonetheless, the match itself I thought was great. The finish where I, Bailey hit one with the Bailey to Bailey off of Bailey. Six. Bailey hit Bailey to Bailey, but the initial finishing thing was Natalia put um, Ruby Riot in the sharpshooter. I think. Oh no no no! That, that was the that raw. Was raw. Fin- yeah, that was raw the next night. So yeah, I think it was. Uh, no, I think it was Sasha hit the backstabber. Went into popped the, her up into popped the, her up into the Bailey to Bailey. Yes, that's yeah. how I love. I like the end of the match, and this gives. Some new life. Who knows? You, Chris, you were talking about potential Bailey and Sasha, women's tag team champions. You have the Riot Squad in there. You even have Lita and Trish, Tamina and Nia Jax, whatever it is. You have so many intriguing options for tag teams, way more than you have on the men's roster. Yeah, and you can, it's even on the SmackDown roster, too. You have the Iconics. Uh, you've seen Asuka and Naomi been palling around uh, recently, too. You have, uh, well, I don't know if you have any more after that battle royal, but Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville as well, too. You have all these uh, women who can tag up together and be tag champions. It's crazy that they don't have the tag titles by now. I think they'll have some sort of tournament leading up to WrestleMania. I think so, too. I think that's the move. They can. Th- they don't have them at this point. They can wait another three, four months until it officially happens. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. So now three more matches, the three championship matches on this card. The NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler... Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler joined some elite company, becoming a two-time NXT Women's Champion. The the first ever NXT two-time NXT Women's Champion. She joins a group of two-time NXT champions. Nakamura won the world title twice. Joe won the world title twice. The Revival won the tag titles twice. And the Undisputed Era has held them twice. Nobody else has been a champion in NXT twice. Yeah, I originally had Kyrie Sane winning it just be- ju- just because so just because it's so rare you see someone win it twice in NXT. But I'm not opposed to Shayna. I love Shayna, big Shayna fan. And the fact that 
it was a gr- it was an overall great match. And then you involved the other two horsewomen in that match too, with uh and Duke and uh, Maria Schaefer. I think that's her last yeah, name. Yeah, Maria Schaefer, Jessamine Duke, both get involved. This is I enjoy this a lot. I think the three of them down in NXT keep them away from Ronda for the time being. The three of them and down in NXT, you basically have another undisputed era in the women's division now. You, yeah, you basically do. And I think everyone's talking about, oh, it was um, the guy bringing him up for Survivor Series. I'm like, no, it's not even close to that. They yeah. they just signed just Ryan Duke and uh, Maria Schaefer to NXT. There's no way they get him called up for Survivor Series that quick. I think this is. I think you'll see the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen at WrestleMania, which will be, a, I think, a fantastic match. I think you'll get it at next year's Survivor Series. I think you mm. give it a full year to build. In 2019, we'll see it. I love the finish of that match, too. Kari Sane was going for the same way she won the title originally. In Brooklyn, yeah. And it was a two count. She kicked out. The ref turns to say two to the uh, to the timekeeper, and then she gets hit on the outside by uh, Maria By one, one of the two. I don't remember exactly and which one it was. And then she out into I, yeah. the, I was too far up <laughs> to see. <laughs> and then that was the finish. I really liked, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a very, very good match. And now I'm excited to see what they can do, because now they introduced... The uh, the other two horsewomen to the main roster. They've been doing house shows, a lot of NXT house shows with Shayna Baszler. But now that this is on a pay per view, you've seen them now on TV. You're gonna, I think you're gonna see them a lot more on NXT and make their NXT debuts on the main shows on Wednesday nights. And I think that leading up to Takeover War Games at the end of the month, I think we could potentially see a six woman tag match between Baszler, Duke, and Schaefer against Kyrie Sane and two partners. Who knows who they'd be? But I think that's something we can see. Someone like a Dakota Kai, maybe even Yoshirai getting involved. Who knows? But yeah, I think that I think that might be the way to go. Keep this going, and yeah, you could have your rematch one on one. But you're gonna have that one on one rematch. The other two horsewomen are gonna be right there. Yeah. So I think that it'll be interesting to see what happens the rest of the way in NXT. Moving on to the obvious match of the night. Hands down. Should have gone on last. We all know that. Chris, regardless of how you feel about Ronda Rousey. No, no, no I agree with you 100%. Like, I listened to the show last week, and you say, I, you said the same thing. Like, I 100% agree that Becky Charlotte should have been the main event match. I love, Char- I love Ronda. Everyone knows I love Ronda. But that should have been the main event match. Becky Charlotte, last man standing, last woman standing, stole the show. It was so well done. So the match was good. so good. Um, I was a little surprised. They went to weapons really early in this match, but I thought they would like wrestle like technician beforehand and then go to it. But it worked. They went. I thought to it. I thought it was so funny when they just kept throwing they the chairs. The chairs at each other. I was like, more chairs, <laughs> more chairs. I'm like, oh, they ran out of chairs. I think I mean, it was interesting. They another bad spot in this match. <clears throat> it was the the table spot where Charlotte did the moonsault. Didn't break. The table was too close. She overshot it, and instead of playing it all, I just playing it off like nothing happened. She got back up, she hit the senton bomb, and then she went through the table with Becky Lynch. Yep. No, yeah. It was worked perfect. There was a couple of uh, misses in that match. If everyone saw it, Mike Kyoto kicking Becky Lynch the chair. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious when Charlotte was under all the cha- the uh, office chairs and Mike Kyoto with the slowest nine count in the world. I was just like, come on, Mike, what are you doing? I started booing him. By the time Mike Kyoto started that count, he should have been at four. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) People in the crowd were like, one, two. They counted. They were like, ten. She's out. She's done. But you know what? That's the WWE and Mike Kyoto. I I laughed in the hype package leading up to it. (laughs) They had the fans booing 
Becky, which never happened. It was completely like no. false and added into there. I was like, okay. We're yeah, that was so bad because like, everyone was, was everyone like, was cheering for Becky. This like, was on SmackDown last week. You really think that little of us, and we don't remember what just happened last week, that you're going to put in booze and be like, oh, yeah, we don't like her. Like, come on. You know, i never seen a pl- someone like Charlotte, who's not even like a heel. She's not a heel in this situation, get booed so hard in my life. It's just because it's not even she's not playing a heel. Yeah. They're not booing her because she's a heel. They're booing her because of how much they love Becky Becky, Lynch. I'm the same way. No, 100%. Yeah, Yeah, I was definitely, Becky, I love you, last kicker. Becky's the best thing going right now in wrestling for me. I I love everything she's doing right now. She's definitely at the top of that list. That's for sure. But Becky Lynch comes away. She retains the championship. That powerbomb spot on the outside through the table, brutal. Loved it. Looked great. Charlotte's neck, like, snapped on the, I was like, oh. A great way to end that match. And a tough, a very, very tough match to follow for Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella. Klim, you've been you've been waiting all week to talk about this. What do you got for us? Look, we saw Ronda face Alexa. We saw Ronda face Nia. Two wrestlers who are arguably, not arguably, I think way better than Nikki ever is. The fact that this went on for more than 10 minutes is a shame to the WWE, to Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey because... In reality, we all were talking about this, how long this match was going to last. We all said, like, seven minutes. In reality, I really thought this match should have lasted five minutes, but the fact that they put Nikki in the match where, against Ronda where she, can fight, where she fought her for 20 minutes is crazy to think that and actually make Ronda look vulnerable at points because when she hit the rack attack, I almost threw up and burned down the whole Again? Coliseum. I almost threw up. Like, it was crazy. She hit the rack attack. I'm like, no way she's about to win this match and she and Ronda popped out I was like oh my god I think it worked though like I just I feel like you you had to give Nikki some love and they did it well with Brie Brie got involved she was doing all the heel tactics to distract Ronda she pushed her into the turn uh the pole like they were all over it and Say what you want about Nikki Bella. I don't think she's that bad. I think Bree's a mess. I think Bree's terrible in the ring. But I don't think Nikki's that bad. I don't look. I, yeah, I think yeah, you're absolutely right. Bree's a mess. She's botch mode 100 percent of the way. Um, but to think that Naya and Alexa, they're arguably better wrestlers. Can you guys agree with that? Well, she then dist- Nikki Bella. Then Nikki Bella. I'd say she so. destroyed Alexa for the record. Yeah, exactly. Ronda destroyed her. Exa- but that's the but point that's I'm trying. What to- should happen with everybody? That's the point I'm trying to that's make. That's the problem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look, well, you she put- has to lose eventually. I think right, but. But not to Nikki Bella, where it's going to be a 20-minute match, when in reality is she destroyed Alexa Bliss and was seconds away from putting an armbar onto Nia Jax. And even that match was shorter, oh, oh, shorter oh, than – uh, yeah, it was, I think that was shorter than Nick, the Went Nikki like match. 10, 12 minutes. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that they prolonged this match and made Nikki seem better than what she is, is a sh- I think is a shame. No, I, look, I 100% agree, but – Somehow you need to find a way to, to for people to think, oh, Ronda lose. might lose the title tonight. Is that the case to have for it to be Nikki Bella? Of course not. Alexa Bliss, even Nia Jax, no. But this isn't the UFC, Ronda Rousey. This yeah. is professional wrestling. Yeah, I know. That you have not. That's how it works. I know. I hundred percent. I know. I was just like. I was just stunned how long that match went on, and even the the chance. Oh, so funny! He had uh, we had, the section I was sitting in, like the whole like two hundred nine, two hundred section. We were all chanting, "Cena left you." <laughs> That's lovely. Didn't you? 
didn't you say you got into a fight with you got to a chanting match with two little girls? I got into a chanting match with two like seven year old girls. I was going, Let's go, Rhonda and they were like, Let's go, Nikki and my buddy Mike was sitting next to me and he was like, Bro, you know you're chanting against uh all these like seven year old girls. I was like, Yeah, and I'm losing, okay? And we're both <laughs> we're both laughing at we're both laughing at because it, it was like I was like, come on, man. No no one was cheering with Ronda with me. Chris Klimazewski, just a bad guy. <laughs> bad guy. Look, I'll take someone down for Ronda. I don't care if you're seven years old. Yes. I will say. Maybe, th- maybe don't say that again, especially <laughs> on a recorded show. The second this pay-per-view ended, I think reality sent in, and I realized, like, oh, wow, Ronda versus Becky. I got really excited. Word, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I've been waiting for. We're going to get Ronda, Becky, and now the last couple minutes here, we'll go through the matches that have been, by now, have been made official for Survivor Series at the end of the month. First off, Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. Wow. Stunt. I love it. That's going to be Ronda's best match. It's the first yes. real test for Ronda Rousey. It's the first time she's actually going to be, I think, pushed and make it feel like she might lose. I don't think she's going to lose. I think we all think Ronda's going to win. But. I think this is the match she does lose. I think it's the match she should. I don't think it's the match she does. That'd be I th- great. I think it's she does just because you're not. she's not going to lose the title yeah. at all, and it's against Becky Lynch. Someone who is arguably right now the probably the best women's wrestler in the league in the WWE right now. I'd agree. Yeah, so I think that's the match she does lose. But I mean, we'll see what the storyline plays out as uh, Survivor Series comes up. So you have that match. You have the the world champions colliding for the second straight year. AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar. I was excited to see AJ versus Braun, but. I'm not saying no to AJ Brock again. No, definitely not. That was the only good part about today for me, where I was like, you know what? Last match they had was great. I loved it. I loved every second of it. So I'm, I'm ready for round yeah, two. Again, yeah, I love it. I'll love to see that again, too. And this might just be me saying it because I want it to happen, but last year we saw Brock win. Are we going to get an AJ Styles victory this year? It'd be nice. It, it, it'd be real nice, <laughs> but I, who knows? So a few more matches that they did announce. Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins taking on United States Champion Shinsuke Nakamura at Survivor Series. That'll be That'll be great, yeah. Look, so far, all the matches that have been announced have been are solid matches that I would love to watch every single minute of it. This is going to be a great card. Uh, we didn't even get into the 5-on-5 five five yet. We haven't really done much build for that. There's, who knows? Page, it looks uh, like it'll be Team Shane versus Team Baron Corbin. Other than that, who knows? Yeah, for the guys and girls. Paige went to Charlotte on SmackDown and said, I want you to be the captain. And Charlotte said, no, I don't. I shouldn't be the woman to be the captain. So we'll see what happens there. Oh, that noble Yeah, Charlotte she's so Flair. prideful look, and noble. Look at that. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, you know, before, before we, we close up shop here, any last words? Evolution, Crown Jewel, on the way to Survivor Series, whatever you guys got. I'm just super excited for Survivor Series. Uh, biggest takeaway, I love everything Becky's doing right now. Let's keep it up. Let's keep it going. Uh, two things. Um, no one chanted with me when I chanted, Ronda's going to kill you in uh, the, when she was fighting Nikki. Very upset. Tried it three times. I'm sorry. I don't know, I don't <laughs> no, know what no, to tell you. No, I just want to make a statement. No one cheered with me. <laughs> kind of upset about that. And um, we didn't mention NXT War Games. That is going to be a great pay-per-view i think look you already you already have three matches confirmed for the show you have Ta- tomasa champa versus velveteen dream that's gonna be for great. the nxt championship alistair black is gonna get his revenge on johnny gargano John- the newly turned heel johnny gargano that's probably the match i'm most excited for and you have the undisputed era versus pete dunn ricochet and the war raiders inside a war games match it's gonna be out of this world those are three ma- that could be the end of the card right there that could they- be they usually have five matches. I, I, can Im- I can imagine Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair is going to be and on that. You can throw whatever's going to happen with Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane in there, too. That'll be incredible. We'll talk about that more next week. The last thing, we really didn't discuss at all, 
the Raw Tag Team Championships. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. We didn't see Dean Ambrose at Crown Jewel, but I don't know what's going on, but whenever those two finally get in the ring, it's going to be electric. Yeah, and definitely. I can't wait. That was surprising. I thought they were going to have Dean cost Seth eventually in the match. but That's uh, what I thought, too. We, we didn't see Dean. So, nonetheless, we'll, hopefully we'll see it this Monday. We'll see something with the two of them. We'll get all the fallout from the global event known as Crown Jewel. <laughs> but but this has been the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein, Mark Sanger, and the modern-day Climaraja here with you. We'll see you next week. This has been the Phenomenal Forum.